0: Hi, I'm Mark Rennick. This is Victory Over Sin. Change, now I'm change, way to this is Victory Over Sin and my name is Mark Rennick. Good Saturday afternoon to you, Treasure Valley. I'm excited today. We've got a guest in the studio today with me. Uh, we'll get to him in just a second. But first of all, let me kind of explain what Victory Over Sin is and what Systemic Change of Idaho is. Uh, Victory Over Sin is the name of the radio show, and it's sponsored by Systemic Change of Idaho. Systemic Change of Idaho is uh, an LLC under the direction of the Southwest Council of St. Vincent de Paul, here in the Treasure Valley. It's funded by an organization uh, back east in terms of Catholic social justice, et cetera, or something along those lines, and also a reentry conference from the St. Vincent de Paul. It's really an interesting story about how we got started in the Treasure Valley or in action in the state of Idaho. Pretty much every Catholic parish has a St. Vincent de Paul conference attached to it. And a few years ago, about three and a half years ago, there was a then bishop who was a social worker from... California. And he said, you know, we ought to have one of these conferences just for people getting out of incarceration. And so they formed a reentry conference here in the Treasure Valley. And that conference specifically addresses people who are out of incarceration. And we meet with them, talk to them, and uh, share, help pay their rent, et cetera, et cetera, in a, in a Vicentian sort of way. We've got a guest coming up that's going to explain all that to us today. But basically, that conference was successful and we got some attention nationally. It's kind of cool. And some people came out from Ohio and kind of looked at what we were doing. They were doing some great things with reentry across the nation in five states. And they kind of fell in love with what we were doing here in Idaho and said, hey, you guys, why don't you apply for this? And that is what is now systemic change of Idaho. Uh, What we are going to do with that money or what we've been in the process of doing with that money for almost a year now is forming... um, Uh, First of all, a steering committee, and then reaching out through a listening forum to talk to people who have been in the system and who are living on parole here in Idaho. Our mission, if you will, is to go out and change the way Idahoans view people who have been incarcerated. So if you're listening to me out in the desert, there's a bunch of us out here who are working real hard to change the image. And if you haven't heard of this concept... looking for us to have an impact on your life. We're going to kind of educate you about how things are going for us on parole and what it costs the state of Idaho. It's an exciting issue and we're excited about it. We've had a listening forum where we had over 100 people come on a rainy night to talk about it. We've got the Department of Corrections, the State Department of Corrections excited about it and we're all excited about it. So it also funds this radio show which is called Victory Over Sin. We encourage you to go back to the archives, We've got some very interesting people that have been on the show in the past, and we look to keep that direction going. And today is certainly no exception because i got a, a new friend of mine that I haven't actually, I haven't known for very long, have I? Uh, Mr. Ralph May is in the office from uh, the Southwest Council of St. Vincent de Paul. Welcome, sir. Good morning. So, with all that introduction, give me a little bit of background on how, because you're new to the council, and you are actually on salary now in a capacity to work initially, at least, with uh, employment issues, correct?
1: That is correct. I've been working with St. Vincent de Paul since really about the 1st of November um, on a full-time basis. And the thrust that I have is, the primary thrust that I have working with St. Vincent de Paul is to deal with employment assistance for recently, well, I wouldn't even call it recently, for uh, re- returning citizens.
0: There you go. Because that's a that's a men and uh, women. Uh, we that learned have... that for the returning citizen exactly. phrase from the reentry folks back east. So and we kind of it's caught on real heavily here. People like
1: it. So so we that that is my primary thrust. So I work with people all the way from just a few days out of out of prison to actually a couple of my clients have are two, three, four years out of prison and they still deal with the issues of having a felony record. Mm-hmm. And so the idea is, is to help pass those obstacles that they have for their own employment mm-hmm. and to help further their own career and help them be very successful once they get out. Uh, certainly uh, a felony record is a challenge for anybody to deal with in their employment um but there are ways there there are means and pathways for them to be able to help mitigate that mm-hmm. and that's the idea is, is to help them mitigate that
0: is that something you did in the past before you came here did you work <laughs> with employees
1: actually i no. didn't i know so that's, got a pretty
0: interesting story I, think, <laughs> as I recall.
1: It, it's a little crazy how i ended up getting into that but um long for years i was actually a farmer mm-hmm. in jerome idaho and so i worked there for I was partnered with my father on a large farming operation for probably 26, 27 years. From there, we actually, my wife and I and my four-year-old daughter left for Peru. Mm-hmm. And we were in Peru for over six years as lay missionaries working my, my work there on the northern coast of Peru. We lived in a, in a very, very poor area, the poorest area in a city called Trujillo. And my job there or my my focus was all about community development. It was about working with the very poorest in areas that it was all a very violent society. And I worked in those areas to help bring services into that they they had never seen before. Something as simple as trash Mm -hmm. pickup. The municipal government, was not really able to organize and get trash pickup done there because the people weren't used to it. So we actually had to go in, and this sounds crazy, but we had to go in and we actually had a series of meetings. We had a series of listening forums, essentially, in the neighborhood to get them organized to be able to understand what it takes to have trash pickup. Mm -hmm. And then we had to go on the other side and educate the municipal government and get an alliance with the mayor, to a commitment from them, that they were going to come in actually every week and, and pick, pick up, up the garbage. Church. So it's it's a crazy thing, and it's so many things that we take for granted. But that's the sort of thing. We did cooking classes. We did all kinds of stuff. We partnered with universities, and they brought in medical teams. They brought in all kinds of stuff to be able to work in those areas. But the primary focus, our, our primary area that we were working with there, which... In so many ways it helped to shape my whole thinking this was an area that was considered a red zone it was outside of police protection Mm -hmm. but that was the area that i was drawn to i thought let's go where we're going to be needed the most and Mm -hmm. so that's where that's where i worked Mm -hmm. and i had a it was a grand adventure and some some, at times almost terrifying things that went on during that time Mm -hmm. but i wouldn't change it a a bit of it it was a grand adventure and it was something that stretched me pulled me Mm -hmm. took me into another direction a little like this employment yeah i was just gonna
0: say the analogy is fantastic (laughs) i love that analogy because it's like uh in some ways you're in a new unchartered area there are people and we've had people on the show at tim Leif from the department of labor who does this but actually is an employee for you know the department of labor and has done it Extensively in his career, and that's his specialty is working with returning citizens. I kind of, you would, I would say that he might not, but, um, and then for you to come in and just get focused on employment, and I can remember you coming into the first sorts of meetings saying, "Well, you know, give me a few people," and then slowly we started giving it to you, giving it to you, and it's like now we, you've got the brunt of all these people who, <laughs> I seem to run across who are difficult to find quote unquote employment <laughs> for, and you're taking them on straight on with just a great attitude. So,
1: well, and it's an interesting thing because from i guess what it would be a normal or my normal way of going about something like that i want to study it i want to figure out i want to become an expert before i started to deal with Mm. somebody you know and try to to not make promises but the reality in this case was is is that we just needed the, the right answer was is to jump in and to get to know the people and that's i guess that's what my answer is every person is so different Mm -hmm. they walk into my office they have different expectations they have different problems they have different obstacles to employment and you have to you listen without any kind of i don't have a formula Mm -hmm. and you listen and you decide and some of it's a gut reaction thing as to what direction we need to take this person because i i deal with men and women so i i can say guys but i really mean in a global sense, no, men what and what women. You.
0: I think that's what a lot of us say. People say, well, you only work with men. No, I don't. And it's like so many of the people that are coming out of incarceration now, it would be almost an equal uh, number of women as well as men that are back in the system who are dealing with. So you're right, I do the same thing. And I, maybe that's why you know, I feel like this close bond in terms of what your approach is, because I love it. You just take on an issue that is something that's difficult, and then you say, we're going to go forward and just try to make it work. And... That's not a quality that everybody in the world has these days. They tend to want to say, and I, I imagine people come to you and say, well, you know, Ralph, I'd like this job and I'd like to make this amount of money and I'd like to have benefits, et cetera, et cetera. Right. You know? And then nothing short of that is going to be quote unquote
1: successful. successful. Yeah, <laughs> that's correct.
0: But it's just, life is not that way.
1: Life is not that way. And actually it's interesting too because some of the aspects of the job is, is you take somebody, you look at their obstacles and sometimes their obstacles are transportation
0: mm-hmm.
1: and a lot of coming out of recently incarcerated particularly um don't have most of them don't have access to a car regularly or they don't have their driver's license or they can't get their driver's license exactly done. and so transportation is a problem but another problem can be too based on what you did in the past before incarcerated mm-hmm. incarceration your, your job skills and things might not fit based on your felony conviction, to be able to go back into that exactly. line of work again. Exactly. And then it's, it's a little bit about walking them through it and just really listening and then trying to connect with them so that they understand why an employer is not going to hire them based on their felony conviction.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, just as a, for instance, grand theft.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You don't go into... An employer is not gonna hire somebody with grand theft conviction into a place where there's just a lot of money or they have a lot of responsibility over money. Mm-hmm. Maybe at some day learning. Trust, it's, the trust would have to be built. But mm-hmm. to walk into a new job like that is not gonna happen. Yeah. And so it's a, it's about helping them to find their footing, You know where it is that they can get traction and go on and start to build an employment history, a new employment history, a new traction, a new direction for their life. And sometimes it's not exactly what, you know, me coming out of prison, that wouldn't be exactly what I want or what I had seen. Mm -hmm. But I I can be, I can have a new vision. And I can start to develop a new vision. Yeah,
0: exactly. I think that's, uh, again, I think one of the other parameters where I'm able to see that you're starting to become successful too is because I hang around a lot of different groups that work with people who are returning from from prison incarcerated. And they'll say, oh, yeah, I know somebody that can help them get a job. and, And your name will come up. And it's like, I'm almost, I gotta be honest with you, I'm almost protective. I'm like, well, wait a minute, Ralph is uh, my guy, man. You know, what are you talking about? <laughs> so it means that you're doing well because I hear your name in other situations. And I keep thinking, wait a minute now. That's, uh,
1: yeah. Well, Get
0: protective of it. Lord.
1: Well, and I understand that. You know, honestly, so far, I've not been just overwhelmed with demand. And part of that is is because we, we have a very low unemployment rate. So if... You know, if you kind of if you can kind of get your ducks in a row, most people can find a job mm-hmm. uh, in in fairly short order. But that doesn't mean that they don't need kind of de- uh, help, guidance a little bit. Just kind of sometimes reassurance that in fact they can get a job. Just start looking here, here, and here. Mm-hmm. And this is what you want to do. How you want to present yourself. This is how you want to organize your resume. This is how you want to. This is maybe some, for some, it's job interview skills. I mean, some, some people have made it to interviews, and they can't make it past interviews. Okay, let's mm-hmm. talk about interview skills. And so we talk about those things. The funny thing is, again, this is all recently acquired skills on my part. <laughs> no, <it's> okay. <laughs> this is not you, something you're that... It.
0: You're faking it real well. <laughs>
1: you know, I, I hadn't thought about that, and I... It's going to be an inter Maybe I'll sleep tonight with with that idea. I'm I'm faking it really well.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Let's back up maybe a little bit in terms of because you're new to the council in terms of the direction. Because I think you represent by coming on staff. You represent. uh, Can we say a change in terms of approach to Southwest Council uh, for Saint Vincent de Paul? I think that and what you possibly how you see that because I think. If you're listening to my voice, and I, I I mean, I'm a Vicentian from that standpoint of being on the reentry council, but people don't understand it. They say, St. Vincent de Paul, and I, I like the way you've had an impact in terms of your social media, in terms of the way you're presenting the organization now mm-hmm. to the community. So give me a kind of an overview to the person who's listening to us who's saying, St. Saint, Saint Vincent de Paul, There's they're those guys, and they either say that the thrift stores, or that I go for a food bank, or that I go mm-hmm. for meals, but it is all one entity in terms of maybe how we all work together. Does that make sense? Is yes. that too much of a task? Or?
1: Yes, no, it, it's, it's kind of fun to, to try to, actually, sometimes it's difficult to grasp for, for me, mm-hmm. and I can forget an aspect of St. Vincent de Paul's society, because it is it is a wide-ranging, and, and, and everything that St. Vincent de Paul does, their entire focus is about Working with those that need help,
0: exactly,
1: and so that is their entire focus. There is no proselytization. There is no other agenda. That is the agenda, mm-hmm. and it nothing outside of that exists as far as agenda is concerned. What we do is is we actually operate. Uh, Mark had talked in the, in the initial uh, start of the program sure. about conferences, and what we have is is we have what we call ten conferences, and. One of them is the reentry conference, and that conference actually spans essentially all of Ada County. Mm -hmm. Uh, It can reach a little outside of the county lines, but that's essentially what its guidelines are. The rest of them are are parish-based, and they range all the way from Caldwell, Nampa, all the way through Boise, and then all the way to Mountain Home. And so we have those conferences spread out. In individual conferences, what they they do, they have various missions. One of the primary missions is what we call the home visit. And so we have helplines. We have a helpline here in Boise that covers Boise Mountain Home. We also have a helpline in Caldwell, and we have a helpline in Nampa. And so from those helplines comes the request for help. From there, the conference will send out a team of two always we go by twos mm-hmm. and send out a, a team of two to go visit the person in their home in their place of residence and their address try to address uh, problems with rent uh, utilities but also clothing furniture and so on and so forth so it's a it's a it's a it's a little bit like what I do with employment you come to their home you listen mm-hmm. and you find out who they are and what it is that they need. Um, and so that's a, that's a base aspect of St. Vincent de Paul is, is that very same home visit. You know, last year, among these 10 conferences, St. Vincent de Paul put out over $342,000 in direct aid, mm-hmm. financial aid, we're talking rent utilities, mm-hmm. to people here in Southwest Idaho. So it's a big deal. Along with that, those home visitors, those same home visitors are writing a voucher. Okay. Talking to somebody, they need clothes. Or their children their children don't have school clothes. They don't have shoes. So on and so on. okay, we're gonna write a voucher. So we write a voucher for each member of the family. And so they can go to a Saint Vincent de Paul thrift store, they can redeem that voucher for their clothing. Last year also we put out three hundred forty thousand dollars in vouchers so that's free free clothing furniture and so on and so forth from our thrift stores that's at thrift store prices too mm-hmm. that's not yeah, marked true. up yeah, no, by, no yeah. I mean that that's that's a lot of I mean that's truckloads and truckloads of stuff that was given free to people through the home visitor program. Mm-hmm. So those are the two of the two major thrusts right there through the home visitor program. In addition to that, we have five food pantries, Caldwell, Nampa, Meridian, Boise, and Mountain Home. So we operate the food pantries. In addition to that, we also have a dining hall at at Overland Center, and that feeds people three times, a minimum of three times a week. So we've got got all of those things. Um, Besides that, we have a prescription a long-term prescription assistance program that put out over $700,000 worth of medications last year to people with long-term medical needs. Um,
0: that's, see, that's the thing. I think that, uh, people they'll see me and they'll over now over time, they'll say, Oh, that's the same Vince Paul guy. And they'll see me only as that, the reentry aspect of it uh, in sure. terms, but it's so it's almost like a Sit down. I need to give you this dissertation on what St. Vincent de Paul is. And so that almost is your mandate as an officer is to put forth the explanation of the far reaching capability and the method in which they can approach this community and support this community. Absolutely. And so, and that's, I think, that that seems to be the biggest challenge, I would think, too, because I find myself saying, I've only got so much time let me tell you no you this they do other thing kind of you know so and that's a frustration I think at least on my part and I'm a part of it and I think I kind of tend to know what's going on there and yet it takes so long to explain that to
1: people. It does. It's a complicated because there is so many aspects yep. and it ranges I mean distance wise even we're from Caldwell. Yep. Really we reach into Waihee County and all the right. way to Elmore County and, and everything in between. So it's it's a, it's such a wide range it is difficult to get your arms around.
0: Yeah I think in some ways that's why I lobbied hard for the entity that again that's funding this radio station and the effort that we talked about in the beginning of the show mm-hmm. to call just systemic change of idaho i there was always wanted to attach some st vincent acid if we put st vincent de paul's name on here we're mm-hmm. going to confuse people and let's just keep real simple and let's keep real forward yet understanding where we come from is right is also very much a, a okay. mission of mine to to go forward but it needs to be simpler you know it, it has, has to be simpler for people people understand
1: exactly it. because it complicates things very quickly so so much so and we've got, you know, with the thrift stores, people look at the thrift stores and they assume it's just a standard thrift store. But the reality is, is those thrift stores are really kind of a core thing, too. When you think about people being able to receive clothing, we have people come into the office on an ongoing basis, too. Mm-hmm. They, need, they need clothing mm-hmm. or they need something. And so we can write a voucher and send them off to the nearest store. And they're able to deal with that on a day-to-day basis mm-hmm. uh, particularly during wintertime when you're talking about coats and things mm-hmm. right. but clothing clothing is a really basic need exactly. and
0: food yep exactly like, for people getting out of yeah yeah the, uh, um, the the and the important aspect I think before we get on to the on topic that I want to talk about the 29th coming up if mm-hmm. we can. but uh, the t- important topic too at least from a reentry standpoint is to it is not necessarily Catholic driven in terms mm. of our conference our conference is made up of a, a vast interdenominational approach. absolutely so and it is not something that is proselytized in terms of just yep. Catholic specific only we the part that that really does attract me in terms of my reentry conference and the work we're doing now is certainly we're all Christian uh, but going forward is to express to live out our Christianity and helping everyone that
1: is exactly, I mean, that is the genius and, and the richness that and that's I found. The
0: foundness, that's the foundation of St. Vincent de it Paul. Is right? yeah. It is sits, the
1: foundation. It sits at the very foundational level of St. Vincent de Paul. And it isn't about, it is, I, I've mentioned it before, you've mentioned it, it is not ever about proselytization. Mm-hmm. It is about living out our Christian destiny, our Christian life. It is learning how to be Christian, and uh, and in my opinion, that is the best. It's always been to me that's the best evangelization is actually to be the best Christian that I can be.
0: Absolutely. And I, I will say this towards the end of the show, but it's, if any of this is tugging at your heart and there's a need for you to get involved with this, this is the best way to live out that Christianity, I feel. You can just come forward and do something very, very simple, and it allows you to be that example for people who are it may be struggling in their faith or trying to figure out what their faith is. It allows you to s- display what you feel and what you believe in a way that can have an impact on people. So we'll make a mention of how to get in coached with us at the end of the show. But I just wanted to let people know that it really is an interdenominational approach to all this. Exactly. Now, my friend, who I was really surprised by at one of these meetings, came up with an idea that we're going to incorporate on – 429 i think he's still surprised at what he's doing now but on the 29th of this month we're going to have an event at the state street store you want to talk a little bit about that
1: well it's 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 an exciting concept and when 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 jim's friend, yeah, jim's friend jim 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 snow is his name we'll just call jim him out he called when, it out <laughs> when, when when jim <laughs> came out of up, his mouth i couldn't believe it. i came out. know and i thought it hit me and i thought this is genius yeah. never considered it before Nobody had ever said anything about this before, and it came out of Jim's mouth. And I tell you, it was pure genius. But anyway, what what the idea, the concept is, is, is of course St. Vincent and the Reentry has had in a massive effect on a lot of. We see almost half of the of the uh, individuals that are paroled into Ada County. Exactly. It's it's almost almost half of the people, and so we're helping them with rent, we're helping them with clothes, we're helping them in a lot of different ways with employment, so on and so forth. So we see almost half of them and the idea is is to allow and that and i see that as the concept we to allow those individuals to be able to participate in the work that we do by coming back volunteering at the state street thrift store which is our hub and so and most of the furniture and clothing and so on and so forth that comes out for the system comes out of that store And so the idea is is that these individuals are able to give back to pay forward um their their help um, that their their assistance that was received they're able to do the same thing for somebody else Mm -hmm. and so on the 29th we're going to have an event where these same people Mm -hmm. i don't know what you call them clients previous clients Mm -hmm. Anyway, returning citizens that have been assisted in some way by St. Vincent de Paul come together on that Saturday after, Saturday at 8:30 in the morning and we're going to we're going to change the face of that State Street store. We're going to we're going to redo the landscape and we're going to do painting, we're going to be doing repairs and so on and so forth. A lot of people that we work with that we have worked with have a lot of skills and so we we'll tap into that. Tap into that excitement. Tap into the, to the, and it's a community building event. It's a, mm-hmm. it's a community consciousness event too. It's going to be exciting to see. The media will be there, but it's exciting to see well, these guys. And excited I also think too
0: for the thing I like about it too is the fact that so many of the people that we help through that reentry conference go to transitional living situations, and there's a, a half dozen of those that have benefited from the rental assistance with that and it's a way to tap into them too so we're calling out some of those people to say hey let's get involved and bring your group so the people the providence houses the loyal to one houses the uh rising sun the rising sun houses the ship houses you know the people who um uh iron sharpens iron groups those kinds of guys can all come around and rally around almost as teams if you will exactly you know to uh come out and to display and to uh, support the organization that really has supported them. So it's a matter of giving back, which is what those of us who have just gotten out of prison need to understand that that's an aspect of life that they need to address. So we've got a new, I know I saw a flyer from Lynn the other day she's yep. worked on. So all you're going to hear about that certainly in the future. And we're excited about that. We'll talk about it on Doug's show and we'll talk about it on this show again too, but that's exciting. So mark your calendars for the 29th. If you've been in the system and you've been helped, certainly we want that to happen So. Anything else that we need to kind of address in our closing moments, sir? Congratulations on the job and well, being partner with us. And uh, I, you know, I have a good feeling about where been, we're going forward.
1: It's been a work of love, yeah. really. I've it's been an adventure, and I love it.
0: Well, when you when you did, you you and I are lucky. We get to get up in the morning and go do what we'd love to do, and so that, that is, a that, is a, great joy in life. Okay.
1: that is a great joy in and life. It is a great joy, life. and
0: I thank you for being here.
1: Well, thank you. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> Uh, if you need information or is this tugged at your heartstrings, you can find information about us at go to www.systemicchangeofid.org or you can give us a call at 208 477 1006. Thank you so much for turning into Victory Over Sin today. We look forward to seeing you next Saturday afternoon.